Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many blessings you've poured upon us all throughout this day. And now the awesome blessing of being able to get back in your word. Help us now as we do that. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z, beginning here with the word lightning. Lightning, the, the exchange of electricity from the sky down to the ground sometimes, sometimes just between one cloud to the other. Everyone understands and knows the existence of lightning, but nobody truly knows the details of why lightning exists. They have speculated about the exchange of the current and so forth. The Lord has given us understanding to a degree, but the reason that lightning exists and where it strikes, and what it strikes, is ultimately under the power of the Lord, because He is in control of everything in his creation, all the forces, including lightning. And we see the first mention of what could be considered lightning, another way that it is described as fire from the Lord out of heaven. And in Genesis chapter 19, we see the account of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And in that, we see the, the term fire from the Lord out of heaven. Prior to the flood, there's no mention of any lightning. So it's speculated that because of the condition after the flood, that there were storms. Because you had rain prior to the flood, there was no rain. So afterwards, you have the clouds and the effect of the clouds and the effect of the static electricity and the buildup between the earth and the clouds and the exchange of that force or that lightning. And as we see here in Genesis chapter 19, let's go ahead and pick it right up in verse 1. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot said, the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, and he said, Behold, now, my lords, take in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did break unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. They wanted to have sexual relations with them. As it continues, and Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters, which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, 
for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back, and they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now when we deal now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to, to them and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath set, sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out, and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place. For the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon his, the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O, oh, not so, my Lord, behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me, and save, saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. O, oh, let me escape thither, is it not a little one? and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zorah. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zorah. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. So this destruction that came down rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah killing all them because of their sexual perversions and their sinful behavior. And the fire coming down from heaven with brimstone. So there's two ways that people have looked at this, and it was a combination of things, actually, where it was lightning and it was a volcanic explosion, apparently, because that would have been the source of the brimstone. Brimstone is similar to coal. It's highly sulfuric. And it would have been spewed up out of the ground and would have rained down 
upon that area. And there's still brimstone found over there today. And you can take a piece of brimstone and put it on a, a fire. It'll ignite and it'll burn and it stinks. Smelling of sulfur rises off of it, but it burns like coal. Still being used over there today by nomads and so forth. But then that fire from heaven, that he totally consumed that entire region and still scars of that over there today. Then note here in verse 26, But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Looked back behind. It's said that she had desired what was there. She desired to be back there, and that's why she was judged as well. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. That judgment to come upon them. Fire from heaven. That lightning in combination with the eruption, apparent eruption, and the spewing down, raining down these big chunks of brimstone upon that entire region, wiping out that entire region. Judgment upon a sinful people. Now, all the way over into Exodus chapter 19, we see the first mention of the actual word lightnings. In Exodus chapter 19, where Moses has been given the directions to come up to Mount Sinai to receive the commandments carved in stone. This account in Exodus chapter 19. In the third month when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. It would have been awesome for them if they had done exactly what they said and followed the directions. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, 
and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day for the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that ye go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through, whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. So they've been told, you come up to the edge, you can witness it, see it, but don't touch it, don't get any closer. Stay without in the designated areas. And Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud. So we see the first mention of the term lightnings here in verse 16 where it reads again, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it, in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break through, break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it yet. And the Lord said, unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up thou and Aaron with thee, but let not the priest and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. Special directions given them, specific directions, what to do, what not to do, where to keep the people, keep them back, because there was going to be a lot of lightning coming down on top of this. Directed and controlled by the Lord, but you obey the Lord and do what He says, stay in the specific areas He tells them, and they would be safe. Safe from that lightning that could have killed them if they were in the wrong place. Controlled by the Lord. The Lord controlling all of that lightning. 
And this rolls right on into chapter 20, where we see the Lord giving Moses the Ten Commandments and writing on these tablets, stone tablets. Did the Lord use lightning itself to cut these plates of stone out and to write upon that? Did he use that? We know electricity has that ability. We use lasers for carving and cutting things. And the Lord has total power over such things. But let's see this account here in chapter 20 where he gives mankind the Ten Commandments and we see another reference to that all the people were able to see this spectacular event of this lightning and the fire and so forth in Exodus chapter 20. God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. The Ten Commandments laid out for the benefit of mankind, civilization, and relationship with God. All for our benefit. As it continues in verse 18. All the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings. So the people were down at the foot of Mount Sinai within the controlled areas, protected area away from the lightning, and were able to look up and witness what the Lord was doing and communicating to Moses and seeing the lightning. It reads, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. So it was so terrifying. They just backed up even more. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, 
For God is come to prove you. That means to test and that his fear may be before your faces that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off and Moses drew near unto the thick, the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold, In altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Specific instructions given. And all through the next books of the Old Testament, we see more and more directions, more and more statutes, ordinances, commandments, some 613 statutes, ordinances, and commandments given to the children of Israel. All of these were given, as he says, to prove, to test, to filter out those that would be obedient to the Lord and those that would not. And they were all given to help mankind be able to live a God-glorifying life and have a good, peaceful civilization and benefit ourselves. I love the way that Jesus summed up the two great commandments that he gave us over in Matthew chapter 22, where he was teaching. And he says in Matthew 22, verse 37, and Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So if we focus on those two commandments, it envelops and covers all these others. Because if we truly love God, we're going to listen up to God and follow His directions and guidance by way of the Holy Ghost that indwells the Christians. And if we love others, then we're going to honor our fathers and mothers, and we're not going to be murderers, and we're not going to commit adultery or steal or, or lie or covet people's things. So all the commandments will fall right into place if we truly love God. We will abide by His guidelines that we find in His Word. So we see the Lord using this lightning to impress and to cause people to fear, showing the power and the might and the control. Because that lightning could have been out of control if it was just the lightning from a regular storm and struck anything that was in the area. But no, it was all under control and was used by the Lord. And the people saw it and they heard the thunderings. 
Because like he said back over here in chapter 20, verse 18, and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood far off. So instilling that fear in them, displaying the power, the control, and the might of the Lord to control what he has spoken into existence, because he spoke it all into existence. All the natural forces are under his power and his control. It is by him that it was created, and by him it is functioning and operating. He controls it, not mankind. Climate change is under the control of the Lord, not under the power of man. He controls the climate. He changes the climate as he sees fit. He will maintain this planet as long as he wants to. And when it's time to be destroyed, he will destroy it. And it will be fire that will destroy the entire existence of everything in the physical world that we can see all around. It will be vaporized. It will be melted. The elements, the very elements, it says, with fervent heat. And he will destroy it all. And amongst that, there may be lightning involved in that at the beginning of it. But ultimately, everything burned up completely gone by the power of God. He created lightning, as we have seen. There was no reference to lightning existing prior to the flood. But after the flood and after the different conditions where we have storms, didn't have storms prior to the flood, but within those storms we see this lightning forming and this exchange of electricity, the static electricity that forms being transferred from cloud to cloud or from cloud to an object or cloud all the way down to the ground. And many people have experienced lightning firsthand and have been shocked by lightning. Some people have been killed by lightning. I've been told stories of individuals that were killed by lightning. My grandmother was shocked by lightning. It came through a, a light fixture that she reached up to change a bulb or to turn the light on and the lightning came through that, shocked her. After that she was never able to wear a wristwatch because it would just freeze up. They would never run when they were on her. It actually changed her electrical makeup you might say. Most people don't believe that but I witnessed that and I myself was shocked by lightning twice. The worst of it was in July of 2017, I was out next to a metal building and lightning struck next to the building and the electricity come up through that building and come into my back and out my hand and it was like a ball of fire coming out of my hand over to a truck that I was next to. It was like as bizarre things you see on a science fiction movie or on one of these video games but it was a ball of fire just as bright blue that come out of my hand toward that truck and struck the truck and wound up with a minor burn on my back where it entered in it didn't seem to affect my hand but where it came in where I was up against that metal building it actually jumped from the building to my back through my body and out my right hand into the truck and um, I thank the Lord that 
that was just a little bit of a shock, you might say. It didn't kill me. It was a pretty good jolt, but people have been shocked in many ways by lightning and lived to tell it. Some people even taken strikes where it would blow the a hole through their hat or out their shoe. And there's been people that were killed by lightning. But lightning is ultimately in the power and the control of the Lord. And we got to thank Him for being the one in control of it. He created it and He uses it. And we'll continue to study how He uses it to further display His power and His might and His authority as we continue this study. But ultimately, like I say, Jesus Christ, He spoke it all into existence. And he has authority over all of it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for being in control in everything. All power is given to you, as your word says. And we truly thank you for that. And help us all to realize that. Humble ourselves and come to you and ask for your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace. We truly thank you for all that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.